Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everyone, and welcome into a very special road trip edition of the Friday Walkthrough. I'm Cole Carmody, not alongside Monty Spiller, virtually. We're doing this virtually. I am in New Orleans right now at the Sheraton Hotel getting ready for the Sugar Bowl. Monty is back home, but we have a major game to discuss today. Obviously, the Sugar Bowl, Kansas State, Alabama. Before we do, we want to let you know we're sponsored by the Part-Time Beverage Company. Don't forget to check out the Cape Cod and the club special. So, Monty, let's talk about this game because it has major implications. Before we get into the actual breakdown of the game, which we'll do in the second half, I want to talk about the bull prep and just kind of how um, the team is is feeling, you know, obviously going into this game and just what that entails. Because a lot of folks might not understand, bull prep is a lot different than how you would prepare for a normal game. It is. And um, it's funny because, you know, if you're talking from a coach's perspective, the coaches love it because it allows some of the younger guys to get um, more reps in and then also prepping for the game, the prepping for next year also to find out Okay, who's going to step up when the seat graduates or if somebody transfers now with the portal being the way it is. But it's a great opportunity for coaches to get extra practices in um, and also evaluate talent and get young guys better. But on the flip side, as a player, uh, depending on if you're an upperclassman or, or a guy that hadn't played a whole lot, your mindset is like if I'm a scout team guy, I'm enjoying the trip. But you better believe come practice time, your intensity is the same as it has been, if not more. Uh, as for the season to prep these guys for the game because understand this is your last time together as this team because obviously we have seniors we're going to have a few guys transfer uh, some guys may change their mind who knows but you need to understand this is the last time as a team to prep for a game and it's a big one so you know for the players enjoy it but it's a business trip it is a business trip and, and we've had the pleasure of being down here um the past few days the yeah, obviously a lot of folks if you're coming down to the game um you might be driving because there's been a lot of flights that have been canceled so if you're listening to us and you're driving down in the car um hope we can give you some entertainment but um everybody's here all the media is here and so we've had access to these guys we've got a chance to go see some practices we've had a chance to talk with them and you know it's interesting because you you pick up vibes along the way of you know who who is fully invested and is there going to be some things that maybe you don't expect happens right we didn't expect Will Anderson and Bryce Young to play I mean that was those were two guys and we talked about on the last episode was like well they probably won't play but yet here they are they're playing um and so I think that 
turns everything up a notch. And, and that's, I guess, where I want to go next is um, you've had experience in postseason games, in bowl games. There shouldn't be any extra, any needed extra motivation. But do you think maybe there is because you have two guys of that capability that will be playing in this game? Absolutely. You know, I think there will be extra motivation if they weren't playing regardless. It's Alabama. You know, um, the name in college football is one of the best programs uh, in recent years. And then you got the, the Big 12 versus the SEC. You know, say what you want to say, but there's hate between both conferences. They don't respect us. We don't like them. Um, people think that, you know, we don't play good defense in the Big 12 where we have really good offenses. And it's, it's hard to stop our offenses. And I think our guys want to prove the fact that we do belong to big boys. We're in this bowl game by not by default because they earned it. You know, you won the Big 12, TCU made it into the playoffs, so we earned this game. And I guarantee our guys are motivated, and not just to show other people, look at us, just to prove to, to ourselves all year long what we've been doing is not a fluke. It, we're a good team, and we're going to show people on the national uh, stage. So, yeah, motivation is there, absolutely. And, and it's interesting because, too, when you look at what how these teams match up, and like I said, we'll get into that in the second half uh, of the show, but when you look and see how these guys match up, it's it's really incredible because you have five-star recruits, four-star recruits on Alabama, and on Kansas State, I think there's one four-star recruit who was rated a four-star out of high school, and that's Adrian Martinez, and he won't even be the starting quarterback in this game, and he didn't go to K-State out of high school. So the top echelon of talent on K-State's roster was not recruited by Alabama, and the bottom uh, echelon of talent on Alabama's roster was not recruited by Kansas State. So there is an interesting dynamic that exists there. And just talking to those guys this week, you could tell they have a chip on their shoulder. And so this is where I want to ask you, of all the bowl games that you've played in, is there any similarities to what K-State might be facing on Saturday? Um, You know, honestly, when I played, I was fortunate enough to be on teams where we were pretty darn good. And if we were an underdog, it wasn't a major um, underdog. You know, my senior year against Syracuse and Donovan McNabb, uh, it was a battle between McNabb and, and, and Mike, Mike Bishop. And th- those are the two premier quarterbacks. And But we knew as a team we were better. And, and it showed at the end of the game. Um, I felt like our first bowl game going into – well, my first bowl game with K-State, when we played Wyoming uh, at the Copper Bowl, we had a good season. But uh, Wyoming had a receiver named Tyrone Yarbrough. I believe he won the best receiver award in the nation that year. And Wyoming was putting up crazy numbers. And nobody really gave give us a chance to slow them down. And we could shut them down. And our offense showed them what an offense is supposed to look like, putting up 52 points. So I think that game, all week long, we heard about our DBs are going to be challenged by this Yarbrough kid and the passing game on Wyoming. But when it was all said and done, they shut them down. And Kenny McIntyre, Thomas Randolph, Jamie Mendez, all those guys showed up to play, and they had a chip on their shoulder, and it was talked about all week in our DB room. So we knew going in what we had to do, and, and it happened. So that might be the game. And what's crazy is, you know, we, we talk about uh, K-State fans remember those years and of, of the dominant success that K-State had. But what Alabama is doing right now in college football is unprecedented. I mean, they are the gold standard when it comes to college football. And the fact that K-State does get a chance to match up with them, I think, says a lot about where this program is right now. Um, 
you want to have the best go up against the best. I think K-State was excited when they saw that Will Anderson and Bryce Young were going to play. We asked some of them this week, and they said, yeah, like this is exciting for us. We want to have a chance to get challenged. And and I think the opt-outs and there being no opt-outs is a major storyline. I think it's great for college football. And in today's generation, you almost expect there to be opt-outs. So the fact that there wasn't, I think it makes the game that much better. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. When I found out they were playing, I got excited. For one, you want, like you say, if you want to be the best or you want to be considered one of the top teams in the nation, you got to play the top, one of the top teams in the nation. And like you said, Alabama has been in the top five for I'm not sure how many years, but for a long time coming. But I feel like for us to have the opportunity to compete against Alabama, that's good for our program, it's good for recruiting, but it's also good for the K-State brand because a lot of people who – they know K-State, but do they really know K-State of, of now? Of yesteryear when Coach Snyder was in charge? Absolutely. But since then, how many people know who Coach Kleiman is outside of North Dakota State? How many people know uh, what kind of players we have on our team? They know Deuce because, you know, who doesn't know Deuce? But outside of that, we have several other good players that have an opportunity to show the national media and, and the rest of the college football how good we are. Now, I think K-State's football team and coaching staff is very confident. I understand Alabama's a tough task. That's not an easy out for anybody, and it's going to be a good game. But I'm really anxious and excited to see how we match up against them. And and we're going to talk about those matchups in the second half. But before we do and before we end this first half, you mentioned the Fiesta Bowl against Syracuse. But I want you to tell me your favorite memory of a bowl game that you played in, um, good or bad, and then just leading up to that. I mean, what are some of the memories you have about just the week before going to the site, practicing and, and being around all that for, because, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're not familiar, these guys are here all week, right? So what is a favorite memory of a game and then maybe a favorite memory of the bowl prep leading up to it? Um, the favorite, my favorite game, the Fiesta Bowl. That's my senior year. Um, we were a good team, one lost team. The only team we lost to was to Nebraska that year. Nebraska ended up winning a national championship as well. Uh, we had a lot of good players on our team. A lot of guys rotate in and out. Uh, it was one of the situations where we knew we were good. We were one game away from uh, a p- potential national championship, but Nebraska beat us in Lincoln earlier that year, and we rebounded and, and ran off uh, the rest of the games. It was the first – I was part of the um, first class to ever win 11, win 11 games in K-State's history, so that was special to me. My freshman class that came in were now seniors, and we were the first class to ever win 11 games in K-State history. So that was awesome for me. So that game had to be the most memorable game for me being it was my senior year, finished out 11-1, ranked in the top 25 um, with a great guy, great group of guys knowing they're going to be good next year after I left. That's probably the most memorable game. Um, destination-wise, I played in the Aloha Bowl. Even though we lost, we were in Hawaii for 10 days. And the first five days were phenomenal. And I never thought I would say I was ready to go home from Hawaii. But after a while, practicing – being on the beach, having a good time, it was a blast. But I was ready for the game to happen and get back home. Call me crazy. I don't understand why, but it was. But I had a blast. But that destination probably was the most uh, picturesque and beautiful place I ever been in my life. Hawaii was a great place to go for a bowl game. I'll tell you right now, New Orleans is pretty dang cool too. So if if you are coming down. Folks, if you are coming down, enjoy every single minute of it because um, not only is the game going to be great, but everything else is awesome. The food is great. Um, the scene, the scenery, the, the views. I mean, we ended up having to drive it, and it was still an incredible, incredible view of just everything. So the game is going to be great, but 
enjoy every other everything else with the game because you know the players they might not say it now but again they'll have that memory just like you did of enjoying every single moment of it but what'll make it even better is if k-state can find a way to upset alabama in the sugar bowl we'll come back we'll talk about how they can do that some of the key matchups when we come back on the friday walkthrough okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back in here to the Friday Walkthrough. I'm Cole Carmody. My partner is Monty Spiller. He's not next to me, as you can tell, but he is on Zoom. We'll get ready for the second half as we preview Kansas State and Alabama in the All-State Sugar Bowl from the Caesars Superdome. We are sponsored by the Part-Time Beverage Company. Make sure you're getting in and trying those drinks, the Cape Cod and the Club Special. Also, forgot to say this at the top, but make sure you're hitting subscribe on YouTube. We're really close to a milestone number of subscribers. Make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're subscribing to the website. Tons of coverage about this game. Basketball season is also in full gear. Make sure you are doing that. It's a great time to be a Kansas State fan. So let's talk about this game in particular. Um, I want to start with this storyline because uh, it's something that I think can get overlooked. And the, the fact that Alabama has only gone up against the 3-3-5 defense in two games, two games out of the 12 games they've played. One of them was against University of Louisiana Monroe. No offense to them. I do not count that. <laughs> they they ran away with that win. Uh, I don't think you can take a fair measurement from that game. The other one's against Arkansas. And Bryce Young actually came out of that game, and Alabama gave up a really big lead. They ended up pulling away. Some of the Alabama players were saying that K-State reminded them of Arkansas. And I think some fans took issue with that on Twitter. They're not comparing them skill-wise, but that is really the only true test they've had of the 3-3-5. There is, to me, that's advantage K-State. And we talked to Joe Klanerman about this, and he said, you know, we really don't know how they're going to attack us, but they haven't gone up against us. And maybe that depends on your perspective, obviously. But as a defensive player, would you rather feel like you have the advantage because they don't go against you, or would you feel like you would rather have, you'd rather know how they might attack you? There's some intrigue on both sides, but I'm, I'm curious what you, what you think. Um, I think K-State, honestly, would be in the advantage, and the situation that we have now is the situation I'll prefer. Reason being, with the 3-3, it allows more athletes. I'm not saying that the big boys aren't athletes, but it allows more um, athletic guys to be on the field. And with Bryce Young, you're going to need guys that can run because a lot of times it's not necessarily Alabama schemes, but it's what he does when the play breaks down, he, he, he moves the pocket. That's when he's dangerous because a lot of times he extends plays and he, he keeps the ball active. And it's one of those things you can't let him outside, give him time because he will tear you apart. And we need guys that can break down, contain him, and force him to get rid of the ball early and often because if not, it can be a long day for K-State. But with the 55, it allows more athletic guys that can run to be on the field. So that helps us. And also, they haven't seen a lot of it. In the Big 12, you see a lot of the defense, 55 defenses, because you pass so much. So you have to. For him, we can disguise it and give him different looks. And he doesn't know who's high, who's low. So hopefully we do a good job of disguising to give him a lot of pregame, pre-snap problems, excuse me, and then go from there. So we'll see. But I think we're in advantage. I agree, and I think when you look at Arkansas, um, if if you haven't gone, if you haven't looked up Alabama, and, and 
and watched much of them. Go back and watch the Arkansas highlights because there's some things that you can see that Arkansas did not do very well that Alabama took advantage of. And Chris Kleiman talked about this in his his press conference when he previewed the game uh, last week. He said, Alabama finds teams' weaknesses and exposes them. That is what Nick Saban and company are so good at doing. And so, yes, do they have a bunch of talent? Of course they do. But the fact that they're able to expose other teams, that is really how they, they pile it on. And I think a good way to compare Alabama, if you want to compare them to you know something K-State fans might be more accustomed to knowing, unfortunately, uh, is Kansas basketball. Kansas basketball is going to go on a run. You know at some point during the game it's going to happen. Alabama is going to have that run. So can you sustain and hang in the fight? I think that's where K-State is better equipped than some teams because no matter what happens, they stay the same level. And you and I have talked about that the whole season. It doesn't matter what the situation is. They stay level-headed. I think when K-State's on defense, they're going to have to stay level-headed because this Alabama offense that averages 40 points a game, 278 passing yards a game, they are legit. This is one of the best offenses in the country. It's going to be probably faster than K-State has seen all season long. But if they can just hang in there, sustain that first punch, they're going to have a chance to hang around in this game. No, I'm with you 100%. And, and the good thing for us is we have seen so many different offenses throughout the year. And But but for us personally, we have a great opportunity. To, if we get a lead and we get the ball, we can mix and clock. Keep, and I said the best defense is keeping their offense off the field. You know, their defense have had some holes this year, uh, giving up the deep passes. We have the capability to go deep. But also on the flip side, we don't want to have to rely on that. If you can get chunk yardage here and there and keep that clock moving and keep them off the field, that plays into our advantage and it gives us a better chance to win. But I'm with you. Alabama's going to make a run. Somebody on Alabama's going to make a play. Uh, the quarterback, the running back, special teams, somebody's going to make a play and give them a chance to win the game. But on the flip side, we have to counter that. And when we do have opportunity, take advantage of it. We can't make mistakes and allow them to stay around because if you do, they're going to beat you. And it's going to be a long day for K-State. But if we do the right things, play sound discipline football i like our chances mm-hmm. i do too and and again going back to the 335 when you got a guy like khalid duke again i see him as an x factor in this game because a lot of teams employ the four down front against alabama and, and they've had some success but obviously not very much um we have a guy like khalid duke who can rush the passer but he can also stop the run he can play with his hand in the ground and he can also play in space The fact that you have a guy who's able to do all of that, I think really helps K-State. That's helped them all year, but it's really going to help them against Alabama because Alabama has so many different playmakers, and their goal is to get to the edge. They want to get outside. They want to use their speed. If Khalid Duke can set that edge and force everything back upfield into the Austin Moores, into the Daniel Greens, it's it's going to work for K-State's advantage. Um, the guys to know on the Alabama offense, uh, there's a there's a bunch of talented playmakers, but they rely on Jameer Gibbs, the running back, Georgia Tech transfer, um, and Ja'Cory Banks, the leading receiver for, for Alabama. Those two guys, along with Bryce Young, are what make Alabama go on offense. And uh, they're both going to be, all three of those guys are going to be NFL uh, players at some point. Bryce Young could be the number one overall pick. Um, but, I mean, again, I, I think K-State, for as well as their defense has played this year, they're going to get tested. But I really like some of the matchups. And again, it's all about being physical. But if they can sustain the punch, they're going to be fine. And and flipping it over to the offensive side, you cannot talk about the Alabama defense without talking about Will Anderson. A little bit of trivia for you. I didn't know this, but Derek Thomas is the leading sack getter in Alabama history. 
Number two on that list is Will Anderson. This guy is legit, and he will be able to make plays against K-State. Again, how do you limit him? I look at the offensive line, and again, it's going to be on those big boys to step up and, and make sure the offense has has a good day. Yeah, yeah and you make a good point. He's a phenomenal player. To watch film on him, like you say, he's a next-level guy. He'll be in the NFL next year making a lot of money. Uh, I think K-State – Coach Common, he's seen every defense possible. He's played against them. He's coached against uh, great coaches. And I'm thinking K-State probably will go into a situation where just leave him. Don't, don't even try to attack him. Just leave him and then, or even or even read him and, and make him make a decision. Take him out of the equation. Don't give him an opportunity just to come off the edge and wreak havoc. Slow him down by forcing him to make a decision. But we have to be better in that than he does. Because we make the wrong decision, it could be bad for us. But put him in a situation where we don't want to run away from him because he'll run you down from the backside. But run at him or read him and force him to slow play and make a decision. And hopefully our quarterback, whoever it is, makes the right decision, either gives the ball, pitches it, or keeps it, and allows us to get some positive yards. But case eight on both sides of the ball is up against quality players across the board. And, and, and think about Alabama, they're deep. And like you said, they got a bunch of four- and five-star guys. Not just starters, backup. Everywhere you see, they got a bunch of four and five star guys. So if one goal goes, go, one guy goes out, and the guy coming in is equally as good as him, and, and we'll see from there. And one thing I want to touch on also, going back to the defense side of the ball, you talk about Khalid Duke uh, and him being a big player for us. And something I'm looking at now, early in the season when we had a lot of injuries and young guys got playing time, that's going to pay off come Saturday. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, K-State is able to rotate guys and keep them fresh, not because of injury, but it's keep guys keep them fresh and not really have a lot of a letdown. And that's going to pay off come uh, Saturday against Alabama because when guys get winded, we want fresh guys to chase Bryce Young around. And I think that can help us out if we have a good rotation for the front three linemen and even some of the guys in the secondary as well. So I'm looking to see how that works out for us. I think on the offense and defensive side, you know, not just on that defensive side, but look at a guy like R.J. Garcia in the Big 12 championship game. I mean, if they could rotate guys in at that receiver position, again, I think it, it, it definitely benefits K-State in this game. And, and and you mentioned the quarterback. You said whoever plays quarterback. Well, we know that Will Howard is going to start at quarterback, but Adrian Martinez is back healthy. He's back practicing. If Monty Spiller was in Colin Klein's shoes, how would he use Adrian Martinez against Alabama? I would bring them in, and, and I would have both quarterbacks in at the same time. Not bring them in opposite, because a lot of times you bring them in, probably going to run. Alabama knows it. They know he's, the, he's a better runner than he is a passer. Not saying he's a bad passer, but he's better with his legs. But make make them honor him. Line them up at wide receiver. Put, break the huddle with two quarterbacks. Make them, you know, basically figure out what's going to happen. Put him at tight end. Run some more verses, you know. Add smoke shows, you know trickery but get him in the game because he is too good of a player not to have some type of uh, uh um, benefit or not to have some type of effect on the game where they have to honor him they can't just not not follow him so we'll see i'm not sure how Colin's going to work him in but if he does i'm excited for him and i'm happy that he's back it, it's a great thing and i'm happy for the kid because he is an awesome he is an awesome young man he's been a joy to cover i i'm happy for adrian that he's healthy even if he doesn't have a significant impact on this game, you can tell he worked his butt off to come back. He deserves an opportunity to play in this game. As we kind of start to wrap up the show here, I do want to mention this. We have not touched on Deuce Vaughn yet. But potentially him and, and even Felix and UDK Uzama, maybe their last games in a in a Wildcat jersey. Um, you know they want to go out with a bang, but 
I think Deuce Vaughn could have a major game, a major, major game on Saturday. Alabama, or excuse me, Auburn gave up. Auburn ran for over 300 yards against Alabama in their last time out. Included a lot of quarterback run game, but the leading rusher was the running back who had, I think, 160 yards. Deuce Vaughn can have a major, major game against Alabama. And I don't know, quite frankly, if they are ready for how good Deuce Vaughn is. He's a different type of running back than what they've seen. I could see Deuce Vaughn having a huge game on Saturday. Now, I'm with you. And it's one of those things where um, I, I think I'm hoping, selfishly, I don't want him to leave, but I get it. If he leaves, good for you, Deuce. But I feel like come Saturday, Deuce has the opportunity to submit his legacy in K-State football uh, and, and do it the right way. And, and I have no doubt that this kid understands what's at stake. And it's not even about draft stock for him because any team would be lucky to have him. But it's the fact that he has something to prove that he's been fighting his whole life through middle, let me, Pop Warner, high school, and college. A lot of teams kind of passed on him because of his size and didn't give him a chance. But Deuce has made a lot of good defenses look real silly and, and did, did it often. And I think he understands, all right, this is my ultimate test of my college career. Let's see what I can do. And I think he's up for the challenge, man. I do too. I think, you know, every week we, we, we look at who can be a playmaker, who can be the X factor. I th- I do. I think it's Deuce. I really do. I think Deuce Vaughn is going to be the X factor in this game. Everybody's going to be focused on him. But that seems to be when he plays the best. When the lights are the brightest, Deuce Vaughn turns it on. I think he's going to be a difference maker. If K-State wins, he'll be the MVP. For, I firmly believe that. Deuce is going to have um, a monster game. As we wrap up the show, let's get into our predictions. We can finally say the last predictions. The last predictions of this season on the Friday walkthrough. Um, I'll let you go first. Tell me who you got. Tell me what the score is going to be. And uh, let's see another prediction about this game. So, I've, and this is probably the toughest prediction for me all season because I went with the Cats every game this year. And even the games that we should have won, that we lost, I picked them. And, you know, and that's on, that's on us and, and it happens. But, uh, uh, I am. I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit biased. I'm, I'm kind of a homer. Uh, been, been a cat myself and an alumni, but I think K State will pull it out. 48-45 cats. 48-45. I think there's gonna be a lot of scoring. Um, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of scoring, no matter what. I'm not sure that Alabama's defense can can consistently stop K State. And quite honestly, I don't know if K State's defense can consistently stop Alabama either. So um, it, it's just going to be a bunch of points in this game. I, I I firmly believe that. But I am going to be with you. I think K-State finds a way to get it done. I think they win. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a close game. I think K-State can win. You said 48-45. to 45. I'm going to take it up a notch. Okay, I'm going to take it up a notch by one point. I'm going to say 49-48. I think it's going to be a close game. Maybe even to in a situation where Chris Kleiman said... If they scored a touchdown, they were going for the win. If this is a close game, he's going to do the exact same thing. My completely dartboard, eight ball, you know, looking at my crystal ball prediction, K-State's going to score a touchdown, they're going to go for two, and they're going to win the game. That is going to be my prediction. I actually believe K-State will win this game. I firmly believe they will win. It's going to be a great game, and um, I know I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. It's it's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's, it's, it is a, the perfect opportunity uh, for K-State to, to put the cap on a great season. No, a phenomenal season. Not a great season. A phenomenal season. You finish. You can finish your Big 12 champs 
and Sugar Bowl champions over powerhouse Alabama. I'm not sure many K-State teams can compete with that. And we've had some good ones. Don't get me wrong. But if you can finish off like that, this is one for the ages, in my opinion. Even with three losses or how many losses we had, it's still one for the ages because the way we came back and competed. So let's go, fellas. Let's get it done. (laughs) I'm ready for the game. I feel like I could just go outside and run through a wall right now. I'm so excited. This is going to be a great game. Monty, I hope you enjoy the game. I know I will. Wherever you guys who are watching this, wherever you are, enjoy the game. If you're in New Orleans, be safe. Have a great time. Enjoy it. Be loud. You'll love it. If you're at home, you'll probably be even more stressed out than the people that are here. So don't worry if you have some sweaty hands. Just make sure you have some water, a towel. You know, you can relax. Enjoy the game. It's going to be amazing. Monty, thanks so much for for doing this. Um, We had a great time doing it this season. We'll reconvene one more time to wrap up the year. But that's going to do it for us. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. And we will see you next time on the Friday Walkthrough.